1: From Atlanta, somewhere near William Street, this is the Adult Swim Podcast. Today is April 2nd, 2020. I'm Matt Harrigan. With me today, Maxime Simonet. Welcome, Max. Hey. hey. Opening up the uh, podcast mailbag on the podcast today, Slink Johnson, star of Black Jesus. Before we get to him, got a couple of uh, very important emails. Uh, Hello, my name is Daniel Blank. I'm a cartoon drawer. I know that is not the perfect time to discuss about those subjects, but I'm really serious and I will be thankful if you just go look at my draws. Very appreciate Daniel Blank. We will link to your uh, dinosaur drawings on our website. Wow.
0: How was your April Fool's, Max? I was here in my home at my desk live with you. We were watching, uh, we were taking calls about Post Malone's game. How do you think it went? I think it went pretty well, and I hope people had fun. I think I underestimated how much people seeing new episodes of shows, especially shows that didn't have their premiere dates announced, would be exciting to them. Like judging social media and being like, oh, we're being shown there's new Primal? They're like like excited. I was like, oh. So back this up. So some people might not know what happened.
1: Uh, The night before April Fool's, when it turned midnight, the network showed nine episodes of shows people have never seen before. Mm Book ended with... Post Malone videos of some some stuff we shot with him
0: uh, in in Houston uh, in early March. What a great time. Before all this happened, before everything went to shit. Right before. Right before. We got special approval to go to Houston and film Post Malone.
1: Yeah. We shot him at a little studio in, I think it's called the Arts District or the Warehouse District. And we got in right under the gun. I think it was March 8th.
0: And so that showed up on the network at the stroke of April Fool's. It interrupted... A clip and this is an idea i had to show a little bit of the now announced second season of game machu picchu but then yeah. post malone goes i don't want to see this right now or something like that yeah which is fun a little twist but i was up to it matt i was feeling like man uh is this crazy enough to just have like interstitials and in new shows Especially since last year we did like a whole, I did that thing that was six hours. And the other years, mustaches were on everybody. You know, things yeah. that felt like more intrusive. Uh, I I was, yeah, I, and I feel the reaction online was mostly, oh, this is fun. All oh, these crazy new episodes. Yeah. So now uh,
1: that's in the rear view, right? Yeah. What are we working on now? What's next coming down the, uh, I know that there's uh, Beef House and Three Busy Debras just started. Last Sunday at midnight, those will continue. Those seem to be getting a really good response from people. Mm-hmm. The network is still quarantined. Uh, nobody's getting into the Adult Swim offices here or in Burbank. So uh,
0: fortunately for animation, a lot of production can continue. I will say I, I've had a long, tense personal conversation. Not tense, but you know, just trying to figure out how to record voiceover. Because first of all, I don't want to... Yell so much I bother my neighbors, and I sound qualities are different in different rooms with different microphones. Yeah. So I'm in a point where I'm testing things with the man who will be mastering the audio to make sure the mic just sounds okay. Like you know, especially when when you work with our shows, especially the lower budget ones. There's so many little things you want to make not be an issue. Does that make sense to yeah, just support I think so. the whole premise? Like I don't want. The sound sounding weird or different to be something that's distracting to the whole project. Uh, But it is a weird time. I'm not allowed to go in the office and use our voiceover booth. Yeah.
1: So you have to be consistent with what you've already done, but with new tools and
0: protocols and stuff. Hopefully it all works out and is fine, but we're figuring
1: it out. So you're working on uh, the game set, which premiered last night. And when do people expect to see that? I think like
0: September 25th or something, if all goes well, something like that. How about Tender Touches? That's, I believe, June 15th, which is exciting. I think the third season's better than ever. I was saying this on Blood Feast the other night, which is the Crossword show on our streams. Something I like about Tender Touches is I feel like it could have gone in many directions. I don't feel like Tender Touches is a puzzle of a narrative. It's not like you're putting pieces together and it makes this one absolute thing, you know? Yeah, it's a show that's just it just feels so organic and so funny and full of opportunities, especially if you bring other people in, because it's it was described by one review. I think I brought this up during Fish Center as like a podcast show that's animated. And it does kind of remind me of like those times when people animate podcasts and there's more conversational dialogue and overlap and all this stuff. Uh, And I think that that nature means that the collaboration with other voices really allows it to go to other places. I think this season's really fun. June when? 15th. And I think it shows for a week every night. How many are there? Five. This season, there's five. And how long is Game Set? Is it one long piece? No. Uh, I don't know how much they're announcing, but my... my, Well, I'll say it. It's 14 quarter-hour episodes over 14 weeks. Whoa. Exciting. Everyone's going to be like, they're doing this instead of Venture Brothers? They need to remember it's not
1: mutually exclusive. (laughs) Go go make some more Rick and Morty's, buddy. (laughs) All right, so I had the pleasure of hanging out with Slink Johnson, star of Black Jesus. I'd met him a couple times before. Extraordinarily nice guy. He came after Black Jesus, of course. He came to Atlanta. There was an adult swim poker tournament. Professionally shot. The World Series of Poker Guys made it. It was really good. It was fun. And he participated in that. Really nice guy. I met him at the Ace Hotel
0: uh, in a room there in downtown Los Angeles. And, and that's a hotel that just looks like people are doing cocaine. Yeah. It's a hipster hotel. Miami Vice Interiors, right? I think you can, like,
1: borrow guitars if when you check in and stuff like oh that. Oh, my God. No doors on the shower.
0: No doors. <laughs> no floors on the... Yeah, in the rooms, no, no floors
1: in the rooms which is very cool i talked to him for a while here's uh here's where we landed slink johnson What's slink where's that come from
2: oh man tall and slinky got it in high school i was much slimmer and i used to hang out with slinky guys
1: how tall are you tall six seven, six, six, six? seven, six yes, seven. yes sir
2: matt yes indeed all right i guess that right Yes, indeed. It's
1: intimidating.
2: Don't let it be. I'm the <laughs> nicest guy.
1: Anybody knows, man. I'm so chill. You know. You came in second in the adult swim poker tournament. Was it second? I came
2: in first, according to the to cloak that I have at home. Where's that cloak? It's it's, it's hidden away at home, secret, in one of my hidden compartments
1: in my house. The cloak was the uh, the. The winner's trophy for the Adults Fund. Yes,
2: man. And the, tro- the cloak is mine. I mean, the purple just hit off my melon and so beautifully. You know, that's it. it's like it's meant for me, bro. Yeah. I, t- I just recently took a picture in it. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't recently take a picture in it. I was just recently looking at a picture yeah. that uh, I had taken in it. And, you know, just kind of marveling at its beauty.
1: How did you end up with that?
2: You're oh, not winning. And, oh, good luck and good luck and good looks, and insisting that, you know, that it goes on with me. I'm just keeping it, you know, making sure it's safe, because I know Adult Swim got so much stuff, props and swag and fucking merch and all kinds. I don't want to get mixed up with none of their stuff, so I kind of held on to it for them. A favor. Yeah, a favor, definitely.
1: There's a big black Jesus, I don't even know what you call it, just like a big setup you can stand in front of and get your picture taken. I walk by it every day, so I see your... Smiling face every day at William Street.
2: Yeah, the big uh the, the, the big picture window
1: or whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah, it looks like a stained glass church window.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that, man. I want that in my house. Give it to me, Adult Swim, please.
1: Well, it's not mine to give, but
2: Well, I'm asking Adult Swim because I know they're listening. <laughs> Adult Swim is like big brother. Yeah. They're here at all. They're here right now. What's up, Adult Swim? Matt, what's up, man? This room right here you got, man. It's kinda it's a pretty funky little room right here. It feels like something out of fucking. I think maybe Eddie Murphy would stay here in forty eight hours. Maybe I don't know. It's like some real
1: You're saying. It's a shithole.
2: No, it's it's like a classy shithole. It's like very classy shithole.
1: It's uh, I think it used to be a, a, a SRO, you know, single resident occupancy back in the fifties or something. Oh,
2: I could see that. I could see that, and they kind of just put some put some showers in here yep. kinda, as they retrofitted it, put showers in each. I don't know, because this one of them spots, like like in New York, the motherfuckers all live, like 10 people in the, on the floor, yep. and they share a bathroom and yep. shit. Hey, yo, Charlie, come on, man. I got to take a shit. <laughs> they be ready for it.
1: Yeah. Um, private bathroom here, I will say. I don't want to brag or anything, but I do have a private bathroom. I
2: see it. That's outstanding. You know what I'm saying? And you better yeah. be here with a bad bitch or, you know what I'm saying, by yourself. Because when you take a shower, it's like it's like an exhibition.
1: What do you got there? That's me vaping. Yeah. How do you feel about the vape? Is this tobacco vape or weed vape? <laughs> tobacco. Oh. I don't know how to Why feel... Why do you waste your time on tobacco?
2: I don't know how to feel... You know what? Because I think I got a... I, don't... I hate to admit to it, but I think I got an oral fixation or something. Yeah. I got a... I got a vape. Yeah. I got to always be eating or I'm drinking something when I'm driving. Otherwise... I, I got to have something to do with my hands, I feel like. Because if I'm not and I'm sitting still, I'm going to go to sleep anywhere, bro. Airplanes, you airports. I'm going to fall asleep anywhere. So it's Is that because kinda... you have
1: so much body that you have to keep fueled up because you're so tall? Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. You'll be like Kojak and have a lollipop. Uh, it's it's all gonna kill you Lollipops
2: gonna get you your teeth out and get you sugar diabetes that's
1: true you're right vaping and
2: smoking gonna fuck your lungs up so you know you gotta die something
1: you worried about the vaping in the news all lately i'm not worried
2: about that shit it's gonna take 25 years to find out what what it really does it's like smoking you know we got so many years of research on smoking that you can tell you know you could pretty much tell the things that go on involving smoking but vaping is a new thing so it's gonna take a while
1: Villain Vaporous Capone Vanilla.
2: Well, the motherfuckers owe me an endorsement deal because Matt mm-hmm. said your name.
1: Right. I ain't saying none of these motherfuckers' names, Matt. What is, how about hashtag smoke yours? Can we say that?
2: Yeah, you can say hashtag smoke yours. What is that? And make sure you go get your Smoke, smoke Yours Crew merchandise from www.smokeyourscrew.com. What is that? Uh, smoke Yours is Smoke Yours Crew is my organization, man. It's an organization about friendship based on cannabis. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any. Smoke Yours. Just like you extended your hand in friendship with this right here? Yeah. I appreciate you for that, man.
1: I got to look out for you. I
2: appreciate that shit, man. And and Smoke Yours has a broader meaning. And it's not just about cannabis. Smoke Yours is to do you. Whatever you is, man. Too often, man, people are always... You know, got they got they hands and eyes in somebody else's mix, man. Yeah. You you looking at me, drive my car, man, and you about to run off the road. Quit worrying about my shit, man. Worry about yours. Smoke yours, bro. Do you, man. Don't let these motherfuckers try to tell you about your shit. Do you, man. Just do your shit and quit worrying about the next man's shit. Smoke yours. Where are you from? I was born in Arkansas. I was born in a town called Dumas, Arkansas. Well, the last time I was there was probably a year ago. I think the population was, like, just right at about 5,000 people. You know, very small town. You got out. Got out when I was 10. My mother remarried.
1: Do you look at, at like it like you got out, like you escaped?
2: Uh, Sometimes. Sometimes. Because, you know, boundaries and, and, and walls are only in the mind. But I know how much your environment plays into that as well. So, you know, again... You know, I I come from the woods, man. I was born in a small ass town in the country, man. The woods, like I really, my family didn't have a farm or no animals and shit, but I knew people with animals, feeding hogs and fucking dogs and horses and shit, man. So, you know, real country shit, barefoot, poor, poverty, very poor, very, very poor. You know, my mother remarried, got us here to Los Angeles. I was 10 years old. So, I grew up here in California, and uh been here ever since, man.
1: Why'd she come to Los Angeles
2: because her husband lived here, and I guess he promised her a better life aside from the fact it, it was that wasn't just that though my mother's family was all here my 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 grandmother was living in Arkansas, and she didn't want to move to California, so when she died, my mom you know it, it was time and my mom brought us out here because all her sisters and her brothers were here and all her whole family was here she, we had nobody else in arkansas after my grandma died my daddy my dad there his side of the family but you know when mom's fed up with pop she like i'm out of here fuck that
1: Is your dad alive yeah yeah where's he he's in arkansas you went back a year ago Yep. what's it like going back there from la or does everybody think you're badass coming back to town?
2: Uh I think everybody's proud of me. I don't want nobody to think uh I don't want anybody to think I'm a badass or or they can think I'm a badass as long as they don't think that I think I'm a badass, you know. I'm 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 cool. Everybody's proud, you know. You know, real small place, nice humble beginnings and it's nice to go back to you know to get real love and and you know to see people that you know from the beginning of your life. You know, how many people do you see to this day from the from the first time you open your eyes, Matt? Yeah, not many. You know, aside from your parents, perhaps. I don't know. But how many people do you still see today? So Handful. It's
1: always nice to see those people, you yeah. know. What do you tell them that your job is? You're an actor?
2: I'm an actor. I'm an actor, I'm a I'm a comedian, I'm a producer, I'm a rapper, uh, master of the West African monkey spank technique, five time wild cheetah submission host specialist. Uh Prime Minister of Pound Down, president of the Smoke Yours crew. Uh I, I wear many hats, literally and figuratively. How did you first hear about Black Jesus? Aaron Magruder. My good friend, my mentor, my boss, Aaron Magruder. He gave me that he 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 gave me the rundown. He blessed me with it. He had the idea for the show and he said, you know, how would you like to play Black Jesus? I got this idea for this guy. And You know, he's black Jesus. I'm like, hell yeah. And then Aaron, what I got to do? And Aaron was like, shit, what would you do if you were Jesus? Do that. Because at the time, it was unscripted. It was just, it was a sketch. It was an improv sketch. All I had was a a wig, a robe, some weed, some Hennessy, and a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Real shit, man. That's it.
1: Started as a sketch?
2: Yes, yes. For what? For the Super Rumble mix show. That was a sketch comedy show that Aaron put together. And Black Jesus was one of the sketches on the sketch comedy show. It was several sketches on there, several great sketches. Tube Steak, uh, Negro News Network, Ask John with a Spoon. Some great sketches on there, bro. And Black Jesus was one that kind of caught fire, thankful to say. Thankful to be a part of that.
1: Why do you think he picked you?
2: I don't know, bro, and I'm just thankful that he did. I'm just so thankful to Aaron Magruder that he did. And, you know, again, that guy's a veteran in the business and he knows 98% of Hollywood, all the damn stars, especially the comedians, and I just like to think that he saw something in me, you know, in my personality that, you know, he felt like embodied the, 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 the that he probably, I hope that he saw something in me and my personality that embodied this character. You know what I mean? I, I like to say that. Did you have to audition for it? No. I guess my audition came in the form of just Aaron seeing me do some sketches prior to that. You know, I did some sketches for him. You know, he had a yeah. book called All the Rage that he was uh, promoting. And he did some sketches, you know, promoting the book. And I was invited down by my friend Jason VanVeen to participate in the sketches. And you know, I guess my 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 sheer my sheer ignorance and uh, uh my sheer ignorance and my keen knack for uh obnoxiousness uh kind of attracted him.
1: Were you worried it was gonna piss anybody off? No. No, never.
2: No. I didn't give a fuck. I feel like Matt the shit was ordained by God, he gave it to me. You know what I mean? And, and the way it came down, the way it happened, you know, I just trust God and trust Aaron and the people at Adult Swim. They know what they're doing. You know, I'm not the, the the Hollywood mega producer or exec. They know what they're doing. They know what they can do, and they did it. And I appreciate them for that. And, millions, and on behalf of the millions of people that enjoy the show as well, I appreciate that.
1: Did you get any backlash?
2: Not personally, man. I read about it online, but what the fuck is that?
1: You didn't experience any protests or pushback. What
2: to do? Come to my house. Your family? No.
1: Your family? Are you religious? I'm spiritual. What's the difference?
2: I think religious, being religious, is going to denote uh, certain, um, a certain religious affiliation, certain affiliation with a certain group. And I feel like being spiritual, man, it's a higher power. As, I don't, I'm not the, the most articulate. I'm not the one that can explain it the best, man. But it's a it's a higher power out there, man. That's way smarter than the fuck us. You can call him what you want. Different parts of the world in Spain, they call a shoe a, a, shoe a zapato. In fucking America, we call it a shoe, man. But it's the same shit. You know, sometimes customs and different things get changed as you cross geographic boundaries. Well, man, ultimately, man, it's all the same, man. And it's funny we talking about that, man, because I've been dealing with a lot of shit involving um, a lot of death around me. I see it on Instagram. I see it on Facebook. I see it in my personal life. You know, different people I know, uh, extended, you know, people from me I know, that you know, been dealing with some hard times with death. And and I'm thinking – how tragic that is man how fucked up i feel and how fucked up death is and how often it occurs but you know and, and and when we say oh that's fucked up especially when somebody dies of a natural cause but especially when somebody dies of a natural cause like you know guys 85 years old he dies of old age and we saw oh, that's fucked up but why is it fucked up because god did it if, if god ordains everything and he did that why is it fucked up and the other thing that made me think about how sad and shit we get this guy, he's we're nothing. We're nothing on the big scope of the universe, bro. We're nothing. We're just fucking specks on a fucking petri dish.
1: Does your family feel the same way? Your 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 parents? Your mom?
2: My my parents are came up uh, Baptists. They're religious. They're they're. They're religious, God-fearing people from the Bible Belt. You know what I'm saying? But they're not overbearing or no shit like that. So that's cool.
1: Did they react to you playing Black Jesus?
2: Yes, they did. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, they did. They fucking loved it. They loved it. They fucking loved it. My dad fucking proud. He talks about me now. You know what I mean? 40-something years, nigga never said my name. When I came on TV, he talks about me. What does he say? No, nah, I'm just talking shit. Nah, he's proud. He's always been proud. He likes it. He's grinning and shit. You know, he got a chance to visit the set during season two. He enjoyed it. You know, getting a chance to meet Charlie Murphy, Angela Gibbs, Corey Holcomb, you know, John Witherspoon. We had a great time, man. Antoine Tanner. God damn it. Callie Hawk, King Bax, Andre Fuller. What a cast. What a cast, man
1: get along with all your co-stars? I love them motherfuckers. Yeah.
2: I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. They're friends of mine. Andre. Did you know them before Andrewan. the show? No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. However, you know, we developed quite a rapport. My people, Andre, Antoine, Corey, God bless Charlie Murphy. So Charlie was my friend. Charlie would call me, bro, and talk to me for hours on the phone about nothing just talking shit. And that's how I know Charlie was my friend. He encouraged me. He uplifted me. And, you know, he made sure I was on top of my game. And I I really respect him. I appreciate him. And my heart goes out to his family.
1: Were these guys men and women? Were they funny? Yes. I mean, outside of the show, obviously.
2: Oh, fucking hilarious. They're more funny outside the show. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you get to see a motherfucker's True, you know, true personality, true colors. You know, they're real funny, man. Everybody's great, man. I have a great, I have a blast with my cast. You go out with them? Sometimes. Me and Dre hang out. I catch Corey out sometimes. Um, Antoine, we've been out. Bats and I work together a couple
1: times. Were you anxious getting started, getting to know these guys, big names? Oh, fucking yeah, man. Hell yeah they nice to you,
2: though? Yeah, they're nice to me, man. Real nice, man. My people. I love them. And I wish nothing but success for all of them. If y'all listening, man, I want all you motherfuckers to get that money. You hear me?
1: Aaron Magruder. Genius. 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 Why do you say that?
2: Look, man, Aaron Magruder's uh, take on the world and pop culture in general is 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 unmatched, man. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Magruder is is on the level of Matt Groening with uh, The Simpsons and the way they predict shit. You know, it's just like how much shit did Aaron Magruder predict about pop culture like 10, 15 years ago? You know, through the Boondocks. You know, again, his 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 comedic styling, his his style of writing is unmatched, man. I mean, this dude is 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 one of the best, and he's gonna go down and in history as 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 definitely a pop culture icon a, a pop culture curator he moves the culture great guy how about uh mike clattenburg ah uh, what can i say about claddy fucking love claddy man that's man mike clattenburg my, man me and mike clattenburg was just chilling at my crib where i made him a nice bowl of homemade poutine yes yes i made poutine
1: homemade poutine
2: yes <laughs> Why do you make that i love poutine matt introduced i mean mike introduced me to poutine which is for those who don't know i can't assume that everybody knows because i didn't know when i when i before i found out but poutine is a canadian comfort food a dish consisting of french fries cheese curds covered in gravy very simple but very good very filling meal uh Mike and I, we we sat down and broke bread over a bowl of poutine. It was outstanding. Mike is a great friend of mine. I love his vibe. I love I love his his outlook. I love his style. Great dude, man. Love Mike
1: Clattenburg. Did you know Adult Swim before you got involved with Black Jesus?
2: I mean, I heard of it. You know, again, I've heard of. It. I've been a fan of the Boondocks. You know, and I know that Adult Swim always has some wild content. But prior to now, nah, I wasn't as Versed with adult swim.
1: And then so you came to the upfront.
2: Yes. What was that like? Uh it was outstanding. I didn't actually go to the upfront. I went to the parties and I kind of regret that. I wish I would have got to the go to the actual upfronts
1: how big sort of corporate meeting.
2: Yeah, I want to go. I want to be there. Why? Be a fly on the wall, get some game, why not? Uh-huh. Expand my knowledge. It only helped me get it only helped me, you know, expand in this business, you know see things from a different perspective or be able to be included in the conversation that could possibly that I could possibly lend a whole lot of uh, insight to and, and definitely indeed get some insight from
1: what was the party like?
2: It was off the hook. It was off the hook. I think, uh, Nikki Minaj was there the first year and then Drake was there the second year I've been, I ain't been again. Uh, don't swim. You was getting me spoiled guys. Come on adult swim up front's coming up may come on guys let's step it up guys
1: were they having a big uh party space in new york
2: yeah man i forget i think it was the hangar something hangar 24 or some shit like that i forget but it was a big spot what do you remember about it it was big multi-level spot man and it was it was just dope you know what i'm saying I, was, I think they had an open bar for me, if I'm not mistaken. What
1: do you have to do with these kind of things as a uh, star of their show?
2: Enjoy the event and interact with the fans.
1: People so. come up to you and shake your hand and stuff?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they do. Fucking love it. Great people, man. It, it, and that's that, uh, that means a whole lot to me because, again, in this fast-paced world we living in, you know, nobody cares about nobody. So, you know, for somebody to stop, out of take a moment out their day to say, hey, man, I like the shit you do. That means a whole lot to me. That means the world to me, bro.
1: People recognize you?
2: Sometimes. I think the hardcore fans do. Yeah, You hardcore. had the wig on, maybe. Yeah, if I had the wig on, I think more people
1: would. But, <laughs> you know. You live in Gardena now. Yeah. And the show's set in Compton. How far are they? Are they? What are they like? Uh, two are miles. they close to each other? <laughs> two I miles. mean, culturally Neg- close to each
2: culturally other. Culturally close, yeah. Culturally close and uh, uh, geographically close.
1: What's it like these days?
2: Uh, you know, for me, it's it's pretty chill. You know what I mean? I say that to say it's different descriptions of the city. Different descriptions can be given by different people, and just depends on how you live in your life. And at this time in my life, I'm a a dad of five.
1: You got five kids? Yeah. Wow.
2: I'm a dad of five and I just like to chill, smoke some weed, and stay out the way. So life is pretty chill for me. But you know, 25, 30 years ago, things were a little fast paced. Putting myself in, in, in different, awkward, and precarious positions, it was a little bit different. But you know, now I'm just chilling out, bro. I said, I went to the store today and Bought a new toilet bowl seat, so, you know, <laughs> I'm chilling.
1: The guy I work with puts his uh, toilet seat in the dishwasher. You that, ever heard anything like that?
2: That guy's, I wouldn't eat shit at his house. I wouldn't either. I would eat or drink nothing at his motherfucking house. <laughs> and I hope you're listening, you nasty motherfucker. You nasty fecal matter silverware-eating motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here.
1: I thought that was grotesque. It is. So the comedy of Black Jesus, I think at the time, I think the I think the reviews called it gentle and hopeful. Do you agree with that?
2: I shit, everybody got their own opinion. Whoever yeah. whoever wrote that felt like it was gentle gentle and hopeful. I agree that he ha- I agree that he has his right to his opinion. I'm not mad at that review either. Hey, eh? I guess it's cool. He didn't say it was bad, so great.
1: I think it was a positive review and it was striking to me that they said it was gentle and hopeful because it seems like that was would have been out of place at the time. And actually now, maybe it seems like even still sort of out of place, but not in a bad way, just unusual.
2: Well come on, man. You know, again, uh, you know, thanks to the genius of Aaron Magruder in his first the first trailer, you know, Aaron said something to me, man. He said he put all the bad shit in the first trailer. Like what? Like all the gunshots, the running, you know, the crazy, you know, calamity and shit and and danger. He put it in the trailer. So people come looking for more, you know, death, destruction and debauchery and only find good messages and good vibes.
1: Is that what happened?
2: I think so. You know, again, at the beginning, you know, you put all the racy, crazy shit to attract a person, to attract the audience. But you get there, they get there for the message. Well, they get there for the crazy, racy shit and and find a good Heartwarming message behind every episode, and I love that.
1: Heartwarming doesn't seem like a appropriate show for Adult Swim.
2: That why wouldn't? Because Adult Swim embodies all that. Adult Swim is, is another uh, driver of pop culture. So why wouldn't it? You know, again, heartwarming is a heart. Heartwarming is a is a, is a, is, a, is a trait on the spectrum of life. So, Adult Swim just, you know, they show a whole lot of different spectrums of life, and that's just one.
1: The uh, LA Times described it as good natured stoner humor. I'm
2: with that. It is. It is. Everything's good nature, everything's if good fun. If you notice, you know, Jesus always wants to spread love and kindness, and he wants good for his fellow man. You know, there's never any malicious intent or, or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, manipulation or anything of that nature. You know, Jesus is just, you know, he wants good for everybody and he wants to smoke some good weed. So I guess a good natured stoner comedy would be accurate.
1: What is uh what is stoner humor to you?
2: Stoner humor sometimes stoner humor is deadpan. Stoner humor ain't always fucking crazy barbaric, stupid shit you do when you get high. It's like looking at stoner humor. is like a lot of subtle nuances. You know? It's crazy shit that make you double take. Like, oh, did he do that shit? That nigga did that shit. Of course, why you enjoy, of course, shit that you enjoy while you're stoned. Not shit that you do that you get stoned and do, especially stupid shit, jackass. But, you know, don't do stupid shit. Don't like get what? High. You know, just stupid shit. Jumping off shit. Stunts.
1: Don't do stupid shit. What have you done stupid when you're when you're stoned? I'll tell you something I did. Then uh, you tell me something you did.
2: Something I did yeah. stupid when I get stoned. Hmm. I do a lot of stupid shit. I do stupid shit sober. <laughs> so stupid shit I do when I get stoned is make forget to make... Important phone calls and forget to write shit down on my schedule, which is why I'm late here today. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm an idiot. Thank you for texting me at one something, one ten or whatever, because I was, I was like, I was like one and a half blunts in already, (laughs) and like, well, that other blunt and a half
1: I'd have been over with, bro. So, thank you. We'd have to reschedule. Yes. What's funny to you? What do you watch? What do you like?
2: Uh, you know, I don't draw a lot of inspiration from TV. I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm, I'm just kind of like all over the internet. But, you know, Dave Chappelle is definitely funny to me.
1: Do you watch his, I special? Like his special? Yeah, he's dope. What do you think about that? It's controversial. He's,
2: he's dope, man. What's the fuck? This fucking pussy generation, man. Everything's so fucking controversial, man. And it's not fucking controversial. All this shit is it is not shit. controversial? All this shit is shit. Well, you know, it's it's controversial by this today's standards, but... You know, all the things that are being said about different people and different groups, all these hateful and derogatory terms have been there forever. Just social media and social networking and the worldwide web allows these words to, to spread faster, and you hear them from this person and that person. But, man, come on, man, shut the fuck up and just, just laugh. All right, you know, just fucking laugh, man. You don't like this shit, don't subscribe to this person. You don't like this shit, don't watch this show. You don't like this shit, you know, don't follow them on Instagram simple as fucking that but you know that's funny to me cats on the internet are funny to me i like uh all the internet comedians my boy rito brown teddy ray funny as fuck big ja craig smith larry goodwill i'm watching more comedy right now so
1: where do you go when you go on the internet what do you do I, I look at my, I don't want to call
2: these people because nobody's fucking promoting, nobody's fucking paying us, bro. But I go to my favorite hip hop website, man, it'sbx.com. I like that. Shout out to It's BX. I go on my Facebook, and those two tabs are my main two tabs when I open them up.
1: Yeah. That's that's your first destination. Yeah, my
2: It'sBX.com
1: and Facebook. But what's your range of age for your kids? 24,
2: 13, 12, 3, and Two
1: months. Wow, got one of everybody. Yes, I do. Do they influence you? Turn you on to things or turn you off of things?
2: Yeah, especially my twelve-year-old son. He's uh, he's always showing me some shit on the net. You know, he's always you know showing me some shit. But we kind of we kind of both be on there together. So you know, it's weird. I show him shit. He show me shit.
1: You have a connection with the the twelve-year-old mind. Yes. Yes. I was a 12 year old before I, I was,
2: I was once I was 12. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about your relationship with weed. It's a big part of black Jesus. Yes. It's a big part
2: of my life. In what way? I love it. I love it. I think that more people should enjoy cannabis. I think more people should smoke cannabis, you know, it's freedom of choice. I wouldn't make people smoke it, but, you know, again, I think a lot of uptight, square people, stick in the mud, stick in the butt type of people need to hear some dope one time. And when I say dope, I mean marijuana, cannabis only.
1: Cannabis uh, only. Yeah, so when
2: I when I say dope, don't take me in the literal sense. I mean cannabis. Yeah. But I love cannabis, man. I smoke cannabis every day, multiple times a day. Uh, it's great. I'm the founder and president of the Smoke Yours crew. You know what I mean? Is that a brand of weed? Yeah, that's, that. that's a brand. That's a lifestyle brand. The Smoke Yours Crew. Myself, my vice president, D-Lord James. Some of my guys, D-Funk, Low D-Z, Bad Bitch Shea, Gina J, God damn it, Call Me Key Teddy Ray, Boomer 2 Live, Mike Clattenburg, you know, Big Doty, Smoke Yours Crew. We kind of thick right now, man. We kind of thick right now.
1: What's your uh, preferred method of intake?
2: Blunts. I don't like the tobacco. Big blunts. Get a Fronto leaf, man. <laughs> What's that? A leaf of, I guess it's a big tobacco leaf. Still tobacco with a uh-huh. big fucking leaf. and you Cut it and shape it to your size. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But well, I like big blunts. Smoke blunts, baby. What about
1: Grand Theft
2: Auto V? Biggest video game in the world. Biggest video game How does that come together? History. Man, DJ Pooh gave me the job. What was
1: your job in that? Tell us.
2: My job in Grand Theft Auto Five is I play the character of Lamar Davis, motion capture actor. And uh, I play Lamar, the the resident idiot of Los Santos. Did a whole lot of crime and debauchery
1: on the camera.
2: Then it was fun doing, man, with my good friend Solo Fontino. It was great.
1: What's that job like? What does that entail? I had
2: slide on a motion capture suit. It's kind of like a uh, fucking uh, superhero uniform with a bunch of um, metallic reflective spears all over them. And I acted out this part of Lamar. We went, we went over the script and we actually acted the story, all the movements. You know, Lamar jumping and climbing over shit and flailing his arms around. That was me. And, you know, uh, my other job was translating the script because it was written by some, you know, some British people.
1: (laughs) So what's an example of translating from the British? Well, you know. Put it in your own words.
2: Put it in my own words. They'll use the King's English. They'll say, they will say some shit like, hurry, the police are arriving. We have to get back to the car. And I'll say some shit like, hey, that's 500, my nigga, the one time coming. So, you know. It just appears. They
1: couldn't write that. No, they couldn't write that. (laughs) (laughs) You can write theirs, but they can't write yours. Right,
2: exactly. It was fun. GTA Five was fun. I had a great time. How long
1: does that take to do? Is it a a day, a week, a month?
2: My involvement
1: went over about three, three and a half
2: years. Not straight, but just going back and forth to New York.
1: You fly up to New York, you put on the suit. Yeah. Three and a half years? Yeah. For the one game for the one game. Wow. How does that come to you?
2: DJ Pooh offered me an a, a opportunity to audition for the role of Lamar. And I raced down there, did the audition, and got the
1: part. They call you up until you got it? Yeah, man. How was that call?
2: It was excited. I was happy. It was so fucking dope.
1: Did people uh, not know that you were in it then they heard you? Mm-hmm. And they were surprised. Yeah, yeah.
2: man. People of this day, people that I know that I might not talk to or be too close to, to this day, I still get people to say, man,
1: I did not know
2: I've been playing that game
1: for years. I did not know that was you. That'll live on for a long time. Mm-hmm. You were part of the Adult Swim Poker Tournament. Tell us about that.
2: Adult Swim Poker Tournament was outstanding. I'm not much of a poker player. I don't play a lot of cards, but I went down there and participated in the poker tournament. Played a few rounds and came home with the uh cloak. Now let's just say that's us. You know, I, I'm wearing this just like I want to. I went home, went out there, played a few rounds, and I came home with the prize.
1: Yeah, regardless of how you ended up with it.
2: Regardless of how I ended up with it, I came. I said I came home with the prize, right? Yeah. <laughs> I came home with the motherfucking prize,
1: man. I was uh, on your Twitter feed. You say your great great grandfather was white. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, You're not fucking around? Not fucking around. How'd you find that out? Did you do the 21 and me, whatever? No, nah, I did my mom. My mom told me. I
2: just made an assumption because, uh, let me see. She told me that her her mother's grandfather was a man with blonde hair and blue eyes. Wow. So that told me that, yo, somebody hit one of his parents had to be white. One of his parents were, were white. So I, I don't know if it's great, 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 great or which great it is, but one of them motherfuckers... You know what I'm saying? I know, look, Slave Master stuck his dick in my family somewhere. Slave Master stuck his dick in my family. And I'm just, you know, trying to appeal to that side of the family. Like, bro, let's let bygones be bygones. You know, clean my credit up, and let's be friends.
1: How old were you when you learned that? Was it recently? Was Was it when you were a kid?
2: It was recently. It was recently. I tried to, you know, I tried to exercise my white privilege. I went in the bank, but, you know. The lady got to pressing the button underneath here, and some told me I had to go. <laughs> I had to get out. She started pressing the button under the counter real fast. I'm like, let me get the fuck out of here.
1: Your mom tells you that? Yeah. Does it knock you down, or is it just, Is it just? oh, oh cool, interesting?
2: Cool. It's cool, interesting. It's yeah. great, man. I love it.
1: Now, you're on Cameo.
2: Yes. What's that like? Cameo's a, a website in which the fans can reach out to their favorite personalities and for a small fee, get us get a cameo, get us get a personalized shout out. I can reach out to fucking Bob in Duncansville, Utah. This is Sleek Johnson saying, Hey, good job on that getting that promotion, buddy. You're the man in your house and your wife respects you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what do they ask you? What do they say?
2: Oh different shit like that, you know, birthdays, giving birthday shouts and you know, encouraging people and different shit of that nature.
1: Is that fun? Yes, it's great. man. I bet it's fun. It can't be that hard, right?
2: No, not at all. It's great. Man, it feels good to brighten somebody's day. Man, for somebody to to be into you that much, or to care about you that much, to to pay for that shout out, and then they get it, and the feeling. You know, again, what's even better is when, what comes after when they when they hit me later, they send me a message and say how happy that person was when they got that got those words.
1: You were saying before some of the funny people that you admire. Turn this on to some. Some funny people that, that we should know.
2: Again, I was saying, uh, Teddy Ray, Teddy Ray's funny. Larry Goodwill, my friend, Vincent Perez out of New York. Are these comics? Yeah, these are comics. Uh In New York? No, different places. Teddy Ray's here in LA. Larry Goodwill's out of Houston. Uh, Vincent Perez is in New York. Oscar P out of Memphis. Um, Kevin Tate out of Detroit. Howie Bell out of Detroit. Detroit's breeding some monsters. Um, My man, Gucci Robinson, out of Louisiana. My man, Jeff Joe, out of Houston, Texas. Very funny young man. Um, Shit, a lot of people. uh, My man, uh, Robert Powell, he's funny as fuck to me. Uh, Rito Brown is funny as fuck. God damn it. uh, Craig Smith, fucking riot. Funny as a motherfucker, man. Uh, Stevie J, my partner, the comedian Stevie J, very funny dude. Clint Coley, man, it's a lot of man. It's, it's a whole, Big it's list. a whole list, a whole slew of, of of talent that has yet to be heard by the masses. That I'm sure that people are going to be very pleased
1: when they get a good bar of these people. How do you get turned on to these guys?
2: Uh, meeting them. Now that I'm in the circuit, you know, I've been doing stand up. And in my journey, I've been meeting a lot of people, and that's how, meeting them personally, being at these comedy clubs, seeing
1: they get out. Are there creators, I mean, Aaron Magruder, obviously, are there other creators of shows or movies that you'd want to work with?
2: Oh, that I want to work with, I definitely want to work with the Churning Brothers. I want to work with uh, Malcolm Lee, Spike Lee, Goddamn it. Judd Apatow. Uh, Mike Judge. Uh, shit. Bunch of people. The Wayans. I would love to work with the Wans brothers. Anyone or any. Pick one. I wouldn't give a fuck. Any of the Wans brothers. Dave Chappelle. Definitely, man. I would love to work with, with the king. The God himself. Dave Chappelle. Um. So many people, man. Um. I wouldn't even mind working with Quentin Tarantino. I want to do a movie with Quentin because he got such an ill style, man. I wouldn't. I want to do a movie with that guy. Uh,
1: do you audition for movies? Yes. You go on auditions around town. You live in L.A. Do you yeah. audition a lot? How does that work? I
2: audition some, not a lot. I wish I. You know, some people audition every day. They, you know, their life consists of auditions. I get a couple of them a month.
1: Do you like acting?
2: Yeah. I Is love it hard? It. Nope, not for me. Especially when you know I, I can't say I can't say if it's hard or not because it has been hard a lot of the stuff has been easy for me because I think a lot of stuff is tailored for a person like myself, but I'm looking forward to more uh, challenging jobs you know playing serious roles and I want to be a doctor and one I want to be an action hero, you know what I'm saying a doting father, perhaps you know
1: surely from time to time it was hard on Black Jesus. Never?
2: No. Hard, never. Hard, hard doing what? I don't know. It was more hard. It was only, It's only hard when it's, a, it's just a long day and everybody, you know, it's a long testy day. But as far as just doing the work for me, for me, I didn't find it too difficult. Again, sometimes it can be stressful when other factors or variables are involved. But just what I had to do, I didn't find it hard. But, you know, again, uh, Shout out to the camera department and production, all those people for accommodating, you know, these different shots and making things happen and making it for my job to be easy. I really appreciate all them for doing that. Cause I'm sure they, they dealt with some, some real conundrums.
1: So you've had a lot of success. What is your uh, extravagance? Do you have an extravagance? And, And as also as a father of five, you probably need some downtime.
2: Yeah, I do. My extravagance is weed and gadgets. Gadgets. I love gadgets. What do you got? I love gadgets. I've been getting a little AV equipment lately. Just little small shit. Not quite this whole shit you got, but just like the beginner level of everything you got here. You know, little mics. I got a podcast situation at home. You
1: do? Yeah. Do you have a podcast?
2: Yeah. Actually, I got a show on Dash Radio every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m., Smoke Yours with Slink Johnson and the Homeboy Shady Chris. Marcus King presents on Dash Comedy Radio. Y'all make sure y'all get that. Marcus King presents on Dash Comedy Radio. The name of the show is Smoke Yours with Slink Johnson and the Homeboy Shady Chris. Download the app. And I do shit at home. I haven't quite organized my home shit. I kind of do it when I feel like it. But, you know, I do shit at home. I like cameras. I I got a couple of little small... DSLRs, I'm happy with, but I want to boss up to like one of them Sony A7s or something, that A7S, something real nice, some maybe even not, boss up to a real red camera, a nice motion picture camera. And I want a drone. I want that Mavic, that Mavic Pro 2, that new joint that fly like into the stratosphere. I want that motherfucker. I like that. So I'm waiting for Adult Swim to green light this new season so I can get that shit.
1: Is that, is that where it is now? Where is it? Where does it stand? Uh, I don't know.
2: I don't know where it stands, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't made aware that it was going to come out when it did. You know, one of my friends actually called me and said, hey, man, why you didn't tell me the show coming out next month? I'm like, what the fuck you see that at? I saw it on the internet, man. I looked on the internet, and there it was. So I don't know what. I don't know. bro. It's just like one day they were, you know, I couldn't get any answers in regards to when it was going to come out. And then the next day somebody tells me, yo, you know this shit's coming out. I'm like, what?
1: How old were you when you got your first acting job?
2: Oh uh, And what was it? Uh my first acting job that I got paid for? Yeah. I uh, probably was about two. Probably about. okay. My first acting gig, I did this. my first acting did, I did a commercial for some ice cream we were selling in my cottage back in california youth authority when i was doing time as a kid i was a clown in the in the the facility you know what i mean and one of the staff asked me to do a commercial for some ice cream that we were selling out our cottage so i did the commercial and they played it around the facility little jailhouse comedian and then uh when i was 20 my friend jason van veen who introduced me to aaron magruder he put me in his first student film and that was like the first time, like really, I had a script, and like, yo, you know I had to learn about lighting and blocking and all that shit, so I say, I count nineteen as my first I mean twenty as my first like for real,
1: so if you think about a twenty year old out there right now who's coming to Hollywood, I say, man, just
2: stay at your craft, man, don't make no kids if you don't have none, don't make none, don't make no uh don't make no bills or responsibilities or obligations for yourself that might hinder you from being able to be mobile because you got to be able to be mobile you got to chase this shit you're in st louis you know it might be a gig your life-changing opportunity might be in la your life-changing opportunity might be in seattle you know it might be in new york it might be in miami wherever the fuck you are so you got to be able to be ready to move you don't necessarily have to come to la but just don't stop doing what you're doing and don't stop elevating. When your city gets too small for you, you got to go then, of course. But, you know, once you feel like you've done everything you can do there, there's levels to this shit. You just got to keep going up those levels and just don't stop. Persistence is the key. Trust me when I tell you, if you go hard right now at 20, you can't nobody can can you can't really pinpoint when this should have happened for anybody. But I guarantee you, if you go hard and you true and you passionate about what you do and you're good at what you do, you'll be living pretty good at about 40 if you just go hard and don't stop. Slink Johnson. Big Matt. Big Matt with the pack. I came up in this room. The bitches was walking out. him like, Matt, you go. You, why you got to let the bitches leave now? You know what I'm saying? The bitches going to leave when I come. That's fucked up. He had the bitches, the weed. You know what I'm talking about? It's an outstanding situation, man. Thank you, Matt. You know what I'm saying? Your pimping is at an all-time high. You pimping 55 and the 45. So you gotta slow down so these sucks can catch up, Matt. You're doing way too much, man. I'm checking you out. It's like gargantuan megalodon pimping you got going on, bro. And I just want to commend you on that. But slow it down because Big Brother's
1: watching. I got a box of red red vines and a bottle of water. <laughs> 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 thank you for coming on congratulations on your success
2: thank you for having me Matt thank you so much and thank all the fans out there listening man thank you so much for making Black Jesus what it is for for supporting the show for loving the show for watching the show thank you so much for supporting me as an individual I thank you so much man I really appreciate it and thank you to the good people at Adult Swim for putting the show back out it's love man I made a whole lot of people happy with that thank you so much you know stay creative stay creative Stay strong, stay on the move, and stay a driving force in the culture. And don't forget, smoke yours. Hit that website, man, www.smokeyourscrew.com, or you can go to www.smokeyours.com. Hit me on all your social networks at Slink Johnson, S L I N K J O H N S O N. And if you're feeling generous as a motherfucker, you can hit me on my cash app at dollar sign Slink Johnson. Venmo at Slink Johnson or you can hit me on my PayPal at bookslinkjohnson at gmail.com I love you motherfuckers I love Matt and this shit is outstanding Ace Hotel we fit to go outside on the roof and smoke some weed and look at some of these bitches that was
0: Slink Johnson Max I thought it was great he immediately said what I was thinking about the Ace Hotel, he was like saying, it was, what would they call it, a, cl- a classy form of trashy or something? Yeah. <laughs> the Eddie Murphy, What it looks like a hotel for Eddie Murphy. I really enjoyed that. I uh, I feel like I waited like 20 minutes for an elevator after that.
1: Like, he and I like had this nice, long, in-depth conversation. It was fun to hang out with him. And then I was like, all right, well, great seeing you. Hug, you know, stand it, w- waited for the elevator with him. And the elevator just never came. And then it was like awkward and then he was
0: checking his phone i was checking his phone oh, eventually man. i just you're checking his phone <laughs> we were checking each other's phones i thought it was great that when he brought up upfronts, you didn't tell him that they've stopped doing them for adults <laughs> <laughs> he said like man want them to bring me back you didn't have the heart to tell him that no one's going to
1: wow me. it probably would have made him feel better that he wasn't it, it probably would have It wasn't that he wasn't invited <laughs> they just don't didn't exist. say anything yeah yeah well slink if you're listening they don't exist anymore I'm sure you'd be there. Maybe we'll have another poker tournament. That sounds good. Visit adultswim.com or download the Adult Swim app to watch not only Black Jesus, but some of the things uh, Slink and I were talking about. Uh, it's free Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Android, iOS. I just got Roku myself uh, at my house, and I'm, I'm surprised how easy it is. Uh, and the Apple TV actually has chat attached to it, which is cool. Um, watch our live streams also on the app. Last stream on the left, Truth Point, as seen on Fish Center, Blood Feast. Music from today's podcast comes from MDU Mokhtar, his song Tarhatazed, from his performance on Fish Center. Thanks to Dave Bonowitz, Christina Loranger, for putting this podcast together against all odds. Send your requests, comments, concerns, criticisms to Adult Swim Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.